0: Good evening, you are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Radio. I am your host, Adam Wright, with Justin Tucker and C.J. Medeiros. We have a lot planned for you guys tonight. The Cowboys and Cardinals faced each other. The Bengals beating the Chiefs and crowning a new number one seed in the AFC. But first, let's talk about a Buccaneers wide receiver whose name won't be named Antonio Brown. Who has uh, who's a little comfortable taking his clothes off in front of 50,000 people in the Big Apple? But uh, so the Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown left his game against the Jets, stripping his gear and undershirt while his team was down 24 to 10. Ran across the field while the players were all on the field, and he was out of the game. Buccaneers later came back to win that game, led by Tom Brady's four uh what was it 410 yards and three touchdown passes he did throw a pick but great comeback nonetheless but antonio brown in the post game was it was announced by bruce arians that he will no longer be on the team so he is released so guys uh thoughts on this bizarre situation
1: well when i first heard about the situation i thought what the hell is going on? What did Why is AB doing this? How did this happen? He just got his second, well, his like fourth chance with the Buccaneers. He won a Super Bowl with them. He's playing with the greatest quarterback of all time. Why is he melting down like this? And then it comes out with reports that he was not feeling 100%. And AB has been consistent with the fact that if he doesn't feel a certain type of way, as far as his health, he doesn't want to play. And he came out with reports that Thursday and Friday, he was feeling iffy about his ankles. And that's why he didn't practice Thursday and Friday. And then when the game came around, he was still having these issues and he wasn't feeling confident on his ankle and he refused to go back in the game. And so when that happened, and Bruce Arians came back to him again and said, are you going to go back into the game? He said no. And effectively, Bruce Arians and the rest of the coaching staff said, if you're not going to go back in the game. When we ask you to, then there's no reason for you to be here, and you're gone. And that's when Antonio Brown said, "Forget this," and threw off all this stuff and rant, went away. You now that's been reported. As far after hearing all that, uh, I'm I understand why he did that more now. I'm still bewildered by how it happened and how how despite all that they still won the game, but. It's kind of a hard situation to talk about, especially we don't know how AB was feeling. I mean, he was still, I guess he was fine, but I guess his ankle was really bothering him during the game. That's why he didn't want to go back in. So I don't want to question a player's health, but it's just a tough situation all around.
2: Yeah, Uh, I guess I'll go now. Um, uh, When I first saw the report, I was watching the Pats-Jags game with my dad and i just said huh that's funny i read the report aloud and i don't know what to make of it then i saw the clips of antonio brown acting like a complete and utter buffoon on the sidelines i said oh oh dear it's real and it's just it's sad all right this whole situation is extremely sad he is a guy with the pedigree and the talent to be a Hall of Fame caliber receiver. Some would argue he already is. Mm-hmm. And, and he's just, just keeps having these huge lapses in his behavior and judgment where he views things like this is okay. And he's been getting, he's gotten chance after chance, after chance, after chance. And also just a quick tidbit. Uh, I feel like you might know this already, but, um, a report from Bleach Report came out a few hours ago saying that the Bucks actually haven't cut him yet. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're working on it, but you now just something maybe, maybe it's Brady still trying to win over Arians or something to keep him on the team. I don't know, but I, th- I think he passed through waivers,
0: and technically because he he went through waivers twice, that means that he the Buccaneers still own the own his rights. I think that's oh yeah. I think that's what you're thinking about.
2: Oh yeah, well then. Well, either way, it doesn't change the fact this, it's, this this situation is incredibly sad. I mean, you look at his athleticism, you look at his numbers, you look at what he could do, his ability. It, it just and to see him th- quite literally throw it all away is just it's sad. And I this is gonna sound harsh because I have huge respect for his game, but. I hope he doesn't get another chance. I really hope he does not get another chance. Because the more chances he gets, it's just going to keep enabling his behavior. And when teams in the league say, no, we're not going to sign you, maybe, just maybe, it'll force some introspection. Maybe, maybe it'll force some self-reflection. Just maybe it will. But he has to stop getting chances. He really does, because it basically just enables him to just act a fool, just enables him to act however he wants. And honestly, why does he act like this? Your guess is as good as mine. My personal—now, he was always flamboyant. My personal theory is that in 2015, Vontaze Berfick pretty much tried to take his head off, and that might have jostled his brain around a bit too much. And while I do say this partially in jest, I do think Antonio Brown might need some form of a CAT scan because— I genuinely believe something is not right with him. He doesn't process normal, like, just brain doesn't process information like a normal person would. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Just, what do you guys think?
0: So, I, both of you guys are right on this. I think you guys make make very fair points. I just think, I just look at it this one way, which is that there's something seriously wrong with this guy. That's that's in like not like in like a mean way, sort of just saying like this guy is terrible. There's something wrong with him. More like he's actually there's actually like literal, quite literally something wrong with his head, and he needs serious help. Because I think, and I think Tom Brady, uh, Tom Tom Brady hinted at this during his uh his post game press conference, saying, look, I get what you guys are saying, but try he's going through it right now and trying to feel some trying to f- feel some empathy towards him it's basically saying that there's something up with him and i think you know he hasn't been the same since he had took that one hit by Vontez perfect and he's gone he's gone quite literally insane ever since then and i honestly think that's that's the issue i mean no matter what like you can't be acting like that after te- after an alteration altercation with uh, with your coaching staff like that. I don't care if it's like, oh my ankle was injured and I refused to play. That doesn't excuse behavior like that. Running around streaking on the field. The security apparently thought he was one of the he was some crazy fan and he had to be the security had to be told, no, that's not some crazy fan. That's Antonio Brown. It's just it's just ridiculous. And like, you know, another thing to add on is his first his first social media post that he put out immediately following him leaving the game was just something that was completely unrelated. He was uh, just a picture of himself on Twitter. And he was saying he's a super gremlin. What the hell does that mean? This this guy's this guy's clinically insane. And he, he I agree he should not get another chance and he needs some serious help.
1: That's unfortunately, I think that's tough to say because we don't know what's wrong- what's up with him or what's wrong with him. I think he might be going through stuff personally or he might be feeling feeling something, which is why he got maybe upset about going back into the game. I think he really felt like he needed needed to be out of the game, and when the coaches told him, "Get out of here," he just lost it, so I'm like maybe not so much sympathy but more. So it'd be like, all right, let's be cautious and let's hear more details as it comes about. We can't say something's wrong with him until postmortem, because if people believe it's CTE, we can't really diagnose it until he's dead. So if it's something like that, you're going to have to wait and see. I that hit, I don't think I don't blame it on the hit itself. It's I think it's a combination of hits leading up to it if it is CTE. But I res I still respect. Ab as a talent, I still respect Antonio Brown as the talent he is, and I rightfully so. A, fir- a first ballot Hall of Famer. Hopefully, he may not get in because of his antics the first time, but I think he'll ultimately get into the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, so we you're right. We may never know what actually, and we we might never know what actually happened on that sideline, and what's going on. However. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to flip the narrative real quick before we go, before we move on to our next topic, um, regarding Tom Brady, how he was able to, you know, his, his best receiver quit literally just straight up quit his previous best receiver a couple of weeks ago, tore his ACL. Mike Evans was hobbled on uh, over, was hobbled by a hamstring injury and was limited in the game. And he still, I, I get it's the Jets, but he still managed to lead them to a victory in the final seconds. That Honestly, I don't see any other quarterback doing that. And that was, a, that was an MVP-level performance. And I, I, I believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to win the, the MVP. But, I mean, if there's anything that gets Tom Brady back into the conversation, that was going to be it. I mean, damn.
1: I'm, so, I'm sorry. What? It was. I respect that he did make a comeback. I respect that. But it's the Jets. It's not like I know. it's a playoff team. Let's let's move this along.
0: But look at you- look at the way that they just look at the way that they that team just is just this team is just melting down. He, he doesn't sure. have his lead rusher until the playoffs now, and his best receiver right now is Mike Evans, who he hasn't had a very good rapport with. He has 700 yards. Which is which is by Mike Evans standards not that good. Just saying. Pretty,
1: no, I think he has over nine hundred, and he's close to having being the eighth receiver. Well, the first receiver to have eight straight thousand yard seasons.
0: I'm pretty sure he only has in the. It, it's not. It's by Mike Evans standards. It's not that good. Let me check real quick. By uh, Mike Evans. Let me. I'm not sure. Mike
2: Evans has 946 yards, by the way, Adam. Just check. Okay,
0: so it's okay, so 946. So it has gone up. It, it has gone up since then.
1: So he uh, needs 54 more yards to be a thousand-yard receiver, which is what he's asked for. Okay, he's still. Which he probably will get against the Panthers. He still
0: probably favors. Um, he still probably favors Chris Godwin. Oh, he, he does. Yeah, Chris but Godwin's Chris hurt. Godwin. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we'll he's with it. he's without God his, he's without his best receivers, and he's and he's still pulling out victories. I thought that was a good, I thought that was good, and it it sh- it showed me something about Tom Brady. Uh, coming up next is a was a game between two sort of uh fringe contending teams, if you will, in the NFC between the Cowboys and Cardinals. Those two teams played each other. We'll tell you how that game w- went next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker, CJ Medeiros. We are talking the NFL, and we are in, a, in week 17, uh, going on to week 18. And this past, this past Sunday afternoon, the Cowboys faced the Cardinals in Arizona. And the Cowboys did lose to the Cardinals, 25 to 22, and uh, they are the four and five seeds, which means they would face each other in the playoffs if they started today. But I mean, these are two teams that you really aren't sure all season. A lot like all of us, our whole fumble Ruskie crew, we haven't really been sure about what these teams are, whether or not the Cowboys are contenders, whether or not the Cardinals are contenders, and. They played each other and it was an interesting result, very close game, could have gone either way. The Cardinals did have control for most of the game. Uh and there was a controversial play where uh the Cowboys believed they they recovered a fumble by Chase Evans. Uh sorry, Chase uh Chase Edmonds. Uh and it turns out uh that they the the refs ruled them down by contact. It was a very close play and it it could have decided the game, but we'll never know. But it was that close that a, pl- that a play like that decided decided the game. Uh, so, guys, what are your thoughts on these two teams going forward and in the playoffs?
1: Well, they're both going to be tough outs in the playoffs. The Cowboys have a good offense and a solid defense with Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs, even though Trayvon Diggs may be a slightly bit overrated than what people would tell you. Um, I think that offense is very explosive and that defense is very – is very solid uh the cardinals they can be either hit or miss and they showed you these last two weeks they showed you they can and play, beat playoff caliber teams but i still need to see them up against higher caliber teams because despite how good dallas is come on it's the cowboys how about them cowboys they always fail when you need them to succeed they usually do that and uh the cardinals I need to see them face off against like the Bucks or the Cowboys, I mean, or the Packers before I feel like they're actually legitimate playoff contending up, well, Super Bowl contending team.
2: Yeah, my my thoughts are the same. I'm not overly optimistic about the Cowboys. And, and and before all the Cowboys fans jump down my throat for this, I will I will greaten this. You have a high powered offense. I will grant you. You have some stars on defense. However, Mike McCarthy is not a good coach. I have harped on this before. They will not contend for the Super Bowl. They will not make it to the Super Bowl because Mike McCarthy's a head coach. I know what you're thinking. Oh, yeah, but Mike McCarthy has a Super Bowl under his belt. Yeah, the one Aaron Rodgers carried him to. Big whoop. So I'm not sold on the Cowboys, but strictly because of coaching, they get a good coach. They could go places, but no, just not, no, Mike McCarthy will not get it done. And then there's the Cardinals who I just can't draw a beat on. I mean, a lot of people call them frauds. I mean, which I understand. Didn't you and call them and a, couple
0: weeks ago, I was editing I one did, of the episodes yes. I wasn't in and you were going on about them saying, can you spell frauds? Arizona yeah cardinals. can
2: you yeah, it's just ah I mean let let's not get it twisted they uh they were numero uno, and now what are they, number four mm-hmm. yeah, fallen from grace, and the rams are right on their tail, Basically. and it's just i'm I'm not sold on the cardinals. I'm just not. I don't see them beating Green Bay. I don't see them beating Tampa. I don't see them beating L.A. And even that Dallas game was close, and decided by a maybe, maybe not fumble. It's just... I don't don't know. I really don't. It's just the Cardinals... They've lost against some really good teams, and they lost against the Lions. They've beaten their fair share of good teams. It's just... I genuinely... I mean... You can make a case that they're frauds. I've kind of eased up on that since, but I definitely still kind of believe they are. I don't know. I'm not sold on them beating the Cowboys again. I'm just not. And just long story short, no, I don't think either of these teams are Super Bowl contenders. Just long story short, they're just not.
0: So just, just a small, a small thing, CJ. Um, (laughs) The Rams are not hot on their heels. They're actually past them. They're the Rams have the number two seed right now, and the Cardinals oh, wait, are so the wait, team. So the Rams five got the
2: seed. two seed, did they? Oh, wait, Rams have the two seed. I thought Wait, I thought, you said, so they were...
0: wait, I thought four, you said the, the Cardinals four...
2: were four. No, they are the
0: the Dallas is fo- Dallas is four. Cardinals are five.
2: five. Oh, I thought you meant the Cards were four. Okay, okay, okay. But like, but still, like. I'm sorry, oh. I really thought you meant the Cardinals were four. That's It's my fault, but, like, but la, la, la. long story short, neither of these teams are Super Bowl contenders. Like, I fully expect Arizona to possibly get bounced out in the first round. And if they play the Cowboys, honestly, one of them is going to go. But I'm not sold because they almost gave up that game. They were this close to choking. And the playoffs are a completely different beast.
0: All right. So. I'll get to my point quickly cuz CJ took out took out off about about 4 minutes of our 5 of uh, of a 5 minute limit to this segment. But Ow. You're good. Uh so it's pretty simple. Um with the regarding the Cowboys, this is a team that has all of the talent they need to win a Super Bowl. Everywhere you look, they have talent. Quarterback, wide receiver, even tight end where we didn't see coming. Running back, offensive line, defensive line, secondary. They have it everywhere. The only place where they can screw it up is in their decision making with the coaching. And if they, can, if they can win in spite of him, that of Mike McCarthy, then they, they will make a deep playoff run if they let it get to them and it starts to to affect them they're not going to go far because it's because coaching is so big in the NFL and that's going to be what kills them uh regarding the cardinals i don't believe in that team at all i'm sorry i didn't believe in at them going into the season i thought they have a lot of talent and they they're a playoff team i think they're they're the definition of a of a best of the rest type of team they have a good quarterback they have a good wide receiver who has been hurt but not not sold on that team. But anyways, we do have to move on to our next part of the show, which is this week's Sunday's best, which was the Chiefs and the Bengals. This was a big game. It changed the entire landscape of the AFC. We'll get to that next. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast by Power 88. I'm Adam Wright, Justin Tucker, CJ Medeiros here with you tonight. And so our Sunday's best, week 17, the Chiefs and the Bengals. So this is two teams. The Chiefs have been the number one seed for a couple of weeks now. And the Bengals have been up there around playoff contention. And so in this game, the Bengals were down by double digits several times, but since he managed to keep pace, to keep pace, and finally took the lead, 28-24. Uh, it was it was early in the fourth quarter, or mid fourth quarter. Um, the game was tied at the end of the game, and Cincy drove down the field to the one yard line, and at the end of regulation, kicked the field goal to win the game. Burrow threw for forty-six, four hundred sixty-six yards and four touchdowns. Jamar Chase himself had two hundred sixty-six yards and three touchdown catches. So Casey is knocked off from the one seed, and since he has clinched their division, so oh. guys, thoughts on this game?
1: Do I have to speak about this game? Like, do I have to?
0: It's uh, it's a pretty big game.
1: Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks, thanks, Adam. Um. Solid game, classic game, Uh, Chedaria's Chider- word of the Can- Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, You got burnt like toast. Uh, Should have had you for breakfast the way you got eaten up by Jamar Chase. You were completely burnt. Did the little gritty, and then, like, two plays later, he did the gritty on you. Y'all could not stop this man. Y'all, I don't understand why he was just giving y'all the business like that. I mean, he had one catch and then took it, like, he had a catch where he – there was like five chiefs around him, and he still took it for a touchdown. I don't know how you guys let that happen. You guys had double-digit leads throughout the whole game. Um, unacceptable that you guys were not able to close the deal. But and now that you guys are the two seed, it's very unfortunate. And the Titans might just come away with the one seed despite all the injuries they've had. So my hat's off to them. It was a classic game. Jo- Joey Franchise I I like to call him now, not Joey, not Joe Burrow, Joey Fran franchise. I think he's earned it this year. Had a, had a very good game, had a and won them the AAC North. So congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals. F them, but congratulations.
2: Yeah, spoken uh, like a true Ravens fan. I no longer want to hear any Chiefs fan say, well, actually, our defense is really underrated. No, 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 it's not. J- Jamar Chase took a blowtorch to your defense. Joe Burrow Aired it out all over you. And your offense, yeah, that's great. Your offense is able to keep pace. That that that's swell, but your your defense can't stop a nosebleed. I don't care about that win streak you were on, but no, you got outclassed by a team with an equal offense. And the Bengals D is just slightly better than yours, and that's what and that's what the difference was. Well, that and Jamar Chase guy's an absolute stud. But this Now, as they beat the Chiefs, who, by the way, fourth quarter on the goal, and that was just a bunch of self inflicted wounds. This defense is way too undisciplined. An actual, honestly good, disciplined defense would not have done that. But Chiefs, you got to get your defense right, and you need to do it fast because the playoffs are coming, and it looks like the road might not go through Arrowhead anymore. So... Now that you're showing that you lost to the Bengals, I I don't even look at them the same. I really don't. And everyone's like, oh, they're definitely going to take the AFC this year for sure. They're head and shoulders above everyone else. Not anymore. I'm interested to see how they're going to fare, but the race isn't as clear-cut as I would have liked to believe.
0: Going into it, we were talking about this before it started, during last episode, that this would show you uh, exactly where Cincinnati is at, where they're a team that can keep up with Kansas City offensively. They have all of the pieces they need in the passing game, and they would fall short because they wouldn't be able to pre- protect Joe Burrow enough, and Frank Clark and Chris Jones would get would get to him. But what I from what I saw this Sunday, not only was did Joe Burrow actually win the game, he did it. While still being sacked four times and being pressured thirty one times, he, he put up thirty he put up four hundred and forty six yards and four touchdown passes. And three of them were were to his top receiver in Jamar Chase. two hundred and sixty six of his of his four hundred forty six yards were where on the account of Jamar Chase, this guy was able to to win while he was on his ass half the time, actually more than half of the time. 31 times he was he was pressured. It was it's this is unbelievable. Imagine if they get an offensive line. Regarding the Chiefs, it just shows you how weak the how vulnerable the entire AFC is. If this is what the if this is their best, I mean anybody can beat anybody during the playoffs, and I am really excited to see this happen. And we haven't even addressed that uh, that play call that those questionable play calls at the end of the at the end of the game. Where uh, Zach Taylor on the one-yard line decided to go decided to go for it twice, missed on both tries, and got lucky because Kansas City got penalized. They almost they very nearly coughed up that game to Kansas City. Anyways, we are out of time, so we have to move on. And so coming up, we are uh we're going to talk to talk about the benefactor of the Chiefs falling off from the one seed. And that one seed is going off to going back to another team who has had it before in the Tennessee Titans. We'll talk about them next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast by Power88. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker and CJ Medeiros on this fine January night. And here And so here, as a result of the Bengals upsetting the Chiefs, the Titans has finally gained back that number one seed after being knocked off by the Patriots in Week 13. So a, a couple of uh, we can both, all three of us have agreed for most of the season that the Titans haven't been really a team that we thought of as a Super Bowl team. You, don't, you didn't think so either?
1: Not in the They're beginning, most, but once they got hit with injuries, no.
0: Yeah, but don't look now. But so they've won three of their last four games. They've not only clinched their division, but are in the driver's seat to maintain the one seed with only the four and 12 Texans remaining on their schedule. They're starting to get healthy with A.J. Brown already back and producing for them. Julio is expected to come back. And Derek Henry is already expected to come back for the playoffs, which would have been Wild Card weekend where he was expected to be back. And so with the one seed, if they got it, uh, they would get an extra week of rest for, for Derrick Henry. And they will also host whoever they get in the vi- divisional round. So, I mean, we haven't felt great about the Titans most of the season, even when they were playing well. But I've got to say, as far as underdogs go or teams that we really saw as kind of a best of the rest type of team, I mean, they're, as, they're about as well set up as it gets, even, more, even better set up than the Chiefs. But how do you guys, how do you guys feel about the Titans team uh, going into this postseason?
1: I feel like they're all right, but they still have a few injuries to handle. I think Derek Henry coming back is a plus for them, even though I'm not sure he'll be at 100%. I don't think Julio Jones will be at 100%, but having him over what they have now is still going to be a p- positive. And I think they have the potential to, to make it to the AFC Championship game if they do have the number one seed because that gives their guys extra time to rest. But at the same time, I don't think they'll beat Kansas City. I don't. I just don't trust them against Kansas City. I think once Kansas City found its group, they're going to be a tough team to beat regardless of what the Cincinnati game showed us. So I think that their their top is the AFC Championship game and their bottom is going to be the divisional round. Because I, I think they're going to lock up the first seed this this week. I think they're going to lock it up and maintain it.
2: Yeah, uh, the Titans certainly are a more balanced team. I mean, they've got some really great pieces on defense, like, you know, Harold Landry, Jeffrey Simmons, Kevin Bayer, Jayon Brown, among others. And their offense, we we're getting King Henry back. A.J. Brown is eating like there's no tomorrow. Julio will be back, who hasn't the best season, but he's better than nothing. You know, O-line's been getting a little better. So, yeah, I do think the Titans are one of the more balanced, more whole teams in the playoffs, regardless of injury. But Derrick Henry is a beast in any format. And if he can be even half of what he was during the season, he's still going to be a handful. and Given the nature of the anyone can be anyone in the AFC, I'm actually excited to see what the Titans can do. And I do also believe that they are going to lock up the one seed this year. And if if the playoffs goes go through Nashville, that could be very very interesting. And uh, like I said, given nature of the. AFC, it wouldn't be a stretch to maybe represent the AFC in the Super Bowl if you're the Titans.
0: Yeah, so, you know, this is this is such a turnaround because it, it was just a few weeks ago where we felt like the sky was falling with the Titans. I was preaching the entire time how this team was just going to dip and they would just fall out and maybe, perhaps, even miss the playoffs. I mean, that would have been a stretch, but it still was not out of the realm of possibility. And they survived it and they're back in the one seed. Right. So like after all of this that just happened, they're you know, they're back. Like and they're gonna be hosting the divisional round. They're gonna be hosting the AFC championship game if they get there. You know, like this is just wow. Now I don't I still even at full health don't believe this Titans team has what it takes, but as far as seeding goes, as far as their health goes, this is about as good as it gets for the for the Titans team. This is a best case scenario for them, and they should be breathing a sigh of relief. Granted, granted they win their next game against the Texans, which I sh- uh, they should win. But unbelievable how this has just turned around for them, like in just one game, really. I mean, they have won three of their last four, but we really never felt like this was a team that was it felt like they were kind of just limping. I I had a bit of a thought Um. about some of the young quarterbacks in this AFC. Um, So we'll talk about that next. Um, Stay tuned. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker. And here we are talking about some Week 17 happenings. There is a youth quarterback movement taking place in the AFC right now. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson have all been re- drafted in recent years. And they're killing it and are only bound to get better. They're on teams with lots of talent and potential. Say, you, say you're a team who is looking to contend in the near future, such as your Patriots and Mac Jones. How confident do you feel about successfully competing to make the Super Bowl in the coming years with all of these roadblocks in the postseason?
1: Well, first off, I don't understand why you feel uh, confident when you you have such a stud named Lamar Jackson in the, the conference. So unfortunately, there's your first problem. Second off, with all the AFC quarterbacks that are in there, and you just named... Off the problems, and we haven't even gotten to Deshaun Watson, who may or may not still be in the AFC. That's going to be a problem for any team. It doesn't matter if you have the quarterback or not. If you have to go against these franchise, these franchise caliber quarterbacks, it will be an uphill battle to over, like, to beat them and overtake like hierarchy. So, as far as that, I think it will always be a competition in the AFC. Not so much in the NFC, based upon the quarterback play in the AFC right now, right as it is right now. So yeah, it'll be an uphill battle no matter who the team is.
2: Uh, yeah. If I look at it from New England's perspective, you you got a young guy, Mac Jones. People say, can he be the face of the franchise? My question, I have a counter question. Why not? Why can't he be? So when I look at these other quarterbacks. It's daunting. I will grant you. It is daunting. But, but, hear me out. Stay with me. What has this season taught us in the AFC, now more than ever, anyone can beat anyone. And at times like this, I feel like we have all these good stacked teams with great quarterbacks. Mm Mm-hmm. It's going to come down to two things, defense, because, you know, got a lot of uh, like, like we just said, we have a lot of world beaten quarterbacks and coaching. It's going to be like a, almost a battle of wits. Let's see if my superstar can beat yours. I'm not saying Max Superstar. I'm just saying like, hey, if I have uh, Lamar, let's see if my superstar can be your guy, be it Mahomes or someone else. You know, so that's what I think it's going to come down to. I feel like any team can feel good because anyone can be anyone, as we've seen this season. But it's definitely going to come down to coaching and defense.
0: Mm-hmm. So looking at looking at all of these, you know, looking at this league right now in the AFC, you're right. Anybody can beat anybody at any given week, but that's just this week, or sorry, that's just this year. You know, this is. All of these players are going; they're early on in their careers, in the early stages where they're kind of still going through growing pains. Justin Herbert isn't quite there as a legitimate um, superstar quarterback. He's putting up the numbers, but he still has room to grow. He's he and he has more wins to lead his team to. Uh, Josh Allen is is already getting there. Patrick Mahomes is there. And uh, Joe Burrow is, ju- is emerging. You know, these, all of these teams are going to get better. And it's go- we're going to blink, and the AFC is going to be one of uh, probably as tough as it's ever been in the history of the Super Bowl era. And that may- that's not an exaggeration. And looking at Mac Jones, I really hope he pans out and, me- and is able to be mentioned in the same breath as these quarterbacks. Because if he's not, then it's going to be it's going to be a very very long time before the Patriots are contending again in the AFC.
1: Yeah, I mean, contention in the AFC is going to be tough no matter what, considering what every team has. If you don't have a franchise quarterback, it's going to be tough. Uh, the only ought, like say for the Dolphins, they're still trying to figure out what Tua is, and they're probably still trying to trade him, which is unfortunate. I hope they keep him and try to surround him with talent so they can grow him. But if they want to trade him, Deshaun Watson is still out there, so hopefully they can figure out that quarterback situation so they can have an elite talent around their franchise. But as far as the Patriots are concerned, they just need to nurture Mac Jones. He's shown you flashes here or there. You guys have the defense. You have the coaching ability. You just need to f- figure out what you have at your quarterback, and I think you have a solid that quarterback that can win you games. Not – lose you games i think he could be at the low end of game manager at the high end of franchise quarterback
0: but can they can they win like they're winning games now in the vulnerable afc but once this afc t- what i'm saying is that once this afc like toughens up which is bound to be in the in the next coming years once these quarterbacks all young quarterbacks all mature if this guy can't do, be more than just a game manager we could be screwed that's all I'm trying to say. Well, why won't
2: he evolve? Yeah, if the AFC is going to toughen up, there's no reason to believe he won't toughen up right, right along with them and be forged in the fire. Well, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. What if he
0: What if he can run with What What if he can't run with the Bulls? What if he What if he can't? If he turns out that, I mean, If it turns out that he's not, not something the Justin I think Herbert, about. or if it's not the If he's not the Justin Herbert or the Joe Burrow, uh, or the Josh Allen, he may not. Have the same play style, but if if he can't play on that same level, and they Bill Belichick doesn't still doesn't trust him to throw more than three times in a game.
1: Oh my god, that was one time.
0: I mean, you rarely in see the extreme
2: like that. elements.
0: In extreme elements, that
2: is you're terrible. But even in, yeah, even and in guess extreme- what? Buffalo three more threw more times than they lost.
0: Even all right, even in extreme elements, you don't see quarterbacks do that. You don't see that very often. You see him throwing less, significantly less. I mean, Josh Allen threw less. I mean, throwing less, that that is like 10 to 12 times in a game. That's throwing less and having more of a... Well, I like don't get what you're so alarmed
2: about. He's quite literally a rookie. We're not going to you have the rookie like the, the keys to the offense and say yeah here you go sport go call some plays no you have to bring him along and especially in a weather game you don't chuck him to the wolves like that and look buffalo threw more and look what happened they didn't win well that's that's not on
0: the quarterback that's more on the the lack of thereof of a run of a rushing game that the bills had
2: yeah, yeah, I, I saw that the ball still wasn't getting there though. It was only like, Allen, like one good play where he threw a touchdown. Other than that, it wasn't looking that good. E- either way, like you're, I, no, bro, you're you're overreacting to this. You really are. He's been like, like the- it was one game. It was one wild, exceptional game. Now, if we do it again in like a dome, then yeah, maybe I'd be a little concerned. But no, this is like one freak game.
0: You know he threw two picks in in a dome against the Colts, right? Oh my
2: God. Yes. Yeah, so
0: they they couldn't win that game.
2: So so are you saying he should have just only thrown it three times?
0: I'm not saying that. I'm, say- oh, I'm yeah, saying oh yeah. Also, goes. the
2: Colts actually have like a really good defense, and we were missing Damian Harris and Nelson Aguilar.
0: Yeah, but
1: if you're an elite quarterback, you can you overcome that.
2: No, yeah, well,
1: he's not elite. He's a rookie. You're putting too much on him as a rookie. You're putting way too much on him as a rookie. I, ju- I just – I'm
0: looking at these other quarterbacks who are making an impact early on in their careers, even in their
2: rookie years, and I'm a, I'm just – Oh, I'm did just, Justin Herbert go to, the, go to the playoffs in his rookie year no. with a better court? Did he do that? No, he no, he did not. Did Joe – no Why Anthony no Lynn? Anthony Lynn wasn't that bad. Anthony is pretty bad. Anthony yeah, Lynn went to pretty the pretty playoffs, good. my guy. Do you know no how
0: many games that they that they lost that they should have won? That defense was horrible. Yeah. That offensive line was very subpar. And there that uh that coaching was so terrible. the
2: personnel is Anthony Lynn's fault. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. Also, Joe Burrow, he
0: I think the play calling's was... terrible. If you can't close out a game that you should win. That is that is pretty bad and that is the coach's fault.
2: But still you
1: No, just no. I think you're just being overly no. critical of Meg Jones right now.
2: Yes, I am too. And also Joe Burrow, you got hurt his rookie year. Mahomes was benched his rookie year. You know, he had to marinate behind Alex Smith. Josh Allen was garbage his rookie year. So yeah, these rookies didn't just hit the ground running. I mean, you could make an argument that Herbert did, but still, it didn't make a difference because they didn't go to the playoffs. But
0: these games, they're not even winning because of Mac Jones. When they win games, it's not—it's more so just Mac Jones not screwing up.
2: Not Which Mac Jones. So? Yeah, because he's a rookie. Because he is a rookie. Okay, I know. As long I'm not is. saying why.
0: I'm not that saying he's. Right. I'm not saying he's he's going to screw up. I'm not saying that. I'm worried about Mac Jones. All I'm saying is
1: you are worried we, about Jones.
0: All I'm I'm worried because I'm saying he better pan out because there's the AFC is coming up. The entire AFC yes, I, I is filled with young quarterbacks who are already not making new ground. Who, have, who are already who have already proven themselves and already to take that next step forward towards Super Bowl contention. And I'm just – we haven't seen that yet with Mac Jones. Not to say that we haven't.
1: Doesn't we he haven't have seen... a three-yard passing
2: game on his resume? He has one. He's like yeah. – That's all I need to see. Also, I I also, to see also, also, look at everyone else's weapons and look at what Jones is. Look at what he's throwing to. Look at it. Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne. Hunter Henry, I will grant you Hunter Henry's pretty darn good, but, like, Josh Allen is Stephon Diggs, Mahomes is Tyree Kill. No, look, everyone's got all these nice, fancy receivers. We don't have that. Let's give Jones a wide receiver one to throw to, a real one.
1: They're going to have to trade for one. They're not going to get it in the draft. Yeah, they, what about no, 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 free agency?
2: They, Bill, Belichick can't,
0: Bill Belichick can't draft. I, I want – Oh, uh, we literally – Max Jones –
2: could you bring He just in, drafted Mac Jones, Christian Barmore, and Ramondre Stevenson.
0: CJ, you are very upset about this take. All
2: right. No, 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 no. And now you just said Bill Belichick can't draft. You sound like he can't like every draft doubter. wide receivers.
1: Yeah, Adam's been up front with this. He doesn't think
2: Bill can draft wide receivers.
0: Know. He can draft and other positions. By the positions. way, he can draft this wide receivers.
2: Than, fair enough. I will but well, all I'm gonna say on that is Bill wanted AJ. But all I'm going to tell you is this: Bill Belichick wanted to draft AJ Brown. Tom Brady wanted Nikhil Harry. That's why we got Nikhil Harry.
0: Wasn't it the other way around? It was it was ownership no, it was that wanted AJ Brown. And it was not. No, ownership Bill wanted. wanted Brown. It was don't don't interrupt me. It was ownership that wanted AJ Brown. And. Bill Belichick ste- and Debo Samuel and Bill Bill Belichick stepped in and he said, "I like Nikhil Harry. We had a we had an interview with him when he's when he looked, when he was very professional.
2: And he he is a very he's a good soldier. Bro, I don't think just, people he just don't can't play. realize it. People don't realize it, but Brady Brady wanting Nikhil Harry was like one of the biggest factors because Brady was going to throw a fit if he didn't get Nikhil Harry.
0: I don't I don't know about that."
2: Because yeah, and then look what he did. He wanted to kill Harry, and then he wouldn't throw to him.
0: Then, so what does that tell you about the 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 credibility of that source? If he wouldn't throw to a player that he did that he wanted, when Tom Brady wants players, he forces the ball to him. What do you? Th- how do you think Antonio Brown has put up such big numbers?
1: He's open. Yeah, he, was, he, he is. He throws
0: to him a lot. He's also throwing a lot of picks with him targeting him. Just saying. All right. So coming up next, we have the Fumble Rooski Fan Box. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast by Power88, Dean Radio. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker and CJ Medeiros. And we have reached the end of our show. And you know what that means. That means we've reached the Fumble Rooski Fan Box. So we post a question box every Monday. And you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more. And we will discuss it right here on the podcast and give you a shout-out. And so, respond to next week's Fanbox question to be featured on our show. So, this week's question of the week for the fan box is, how will the Packers do this postseason? So, we got some nice responses, so let's go through them. Um... Road to the Super Bowl now goes through Lambeau. Uh, How are they going to do? So Big T, Tyson Tate, who is, uh, keep in mind, he's a Minnesota Vikings fan. He said, NFC Championship blown again, hopefully. (laughs) So this guy is a salty Vikings fan who is upset that uh, Kirk Cousins couldn't play last week and they got their doors blown off. 37 to 10, was it? Is that 37-10, yeah. I believe?
1: I would say 30-10, or somewhere around that score. But I know they
0: scored 37, but and they, it is a tendency that they lose in the NFC Championship. Patrick Williver, who is a Cowboys fan, said, big surprise here, lose against the Cowboys. I said earlier on in this show, and I'm standing by this, they have all the talent to, be, to do it. They have all the talent to go to the Super Bowl and even win it.
1: Accident waiting to happen.
0: It all comes down to the coaching. And if that coaching <laughs> screws it up, oh, man.
1: Good luck with that.
0: And to be honest, in, in, um, uh, in defense of the Cowboys, two of the games they lost, what was it? Two of their five games they've lost, they lost those games without CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. So if yeah. they had those two players, they could have easily won.
2: That's tough. that's unful- that's tough. That is tough, my boy. That's yeah. Tough. I- injuries happen, you know. Like injuries happen. It all depends on how you play through them. Yeah. And well, when
0: you lose that. when you lose them at a time like that when you're facing two uh, playoff teams in Kansas City and well a fringe playoff team in the the Vegas Raiders. I mean mm-hmm. that's pretty unlucky. And losing your top two receivers that's pretty tough.
1: He just played bad. Dak Prescott just played bad against those teams. He still had. He work. actually really did. Yeah.
0: You're going to play bad without your any without all of your pass catchers.
1: No, he was just throwing bad balls. He actually
2: was.
0: I'm sure he was, but I I'm sure they also probably would have won if they had those two players. All right. So CJ said and CJ our co-host actually said yeah, Definitely may make it to the Super Bowl, but Rogers has to sh- stop choking in the playoffs. Okay.
2: So, look, no, I'm sorry. He is a he choker in the NFC Championship, and I was like, "Oh, it's his defense." Yeah. Oh, you know, what I hear, I hear excuses. Well, look, look, I mean, I'm not doing this.
1: I'm not doing this, especially when I, I, here. In huh? the, just
0: in the NFC Championship last. Uh, Last season, they got
2: three. Yeah, extra, they almost came. They got back got almost does Doesn't mean, you know, Jack.
0: They got three extra possessions off turnovers, and, and
2: they didn't and do chances.
0: It. Chances to chances to take the lead, and they could not cash in on any of them.
2: That's exactly. not exactly. Yep,
0: yeah, that's not luck. That's the other quarterback. Yeah, that, that's exactly. your quarterback. And
2: I'm t- hmm. Yep. Yeah, sorry, Adam. I don't want to jump in on you. But I'm just saying I'm tired of everyone saying it's the defense. No, 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 no. In that last FC Championship game, that defense got him three more chances, and he did nothing with them.
1: He gave up 28 points in the first half. They better give him more chances at that poor performance in the first half. What?
2: But if Rodgers is, is everyone's like, oh, he's better than Brady. He's way more clutch. He should have pulled that out. Next, if
0: you're, if you're an elite quarterback, if you're a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers who is supposedly the greatest of all time and the league MVP most likely back to back, you should be able to overcome your defense giving up 28 points. You should be able to overcome. And you know what? No one
2: says Rodgers is the GOAT besides those cheeseheads. Yeah, you don't see it very There's nobody very outside there. of Yeah, there's nobody outside of Green Bay. Or no one with a working mind outside of Green Bay that says, hmm, yeah, Rodgers is the GOAT. Yeah, I can name three quarterbacks better. I can okay. probably name more, but we don't talk about that.
0: I will say, though, Aaron Rodgers will get to a point where he is all-time great. Like, he will make the top five, I believe. I don't think he's there yet, but he's getting there. And he's the yeah. with the more statistics he puts up and the MVP awards he gets, he's going to get up there. Um
2: I still don't put him in the echelon of Montana, Brady, and Manning. I really don't.
0: Reed Sports, in other words, Reed Becker, our classmate at Dean College, said lose in the NFC championship game. So it seems like a lot of people are just saying they're gonna lose. And I I really actually I think, don't see any yeah. I don't see any responses here that are saying that they're gonna win the Super Bowl.
2: Which is ridiculous, but continue. It's just people are going off history. And you know what? If they actually overcome their demons and make it to the Super Bowl and win, more power to them. You know? Like, I think it would be good for parody if they make it to the Super Bowl because Rodgers only made it once. And, and got- I just think it, w- it would be good for narratives, it would be good for parody. But I can only go off what I've seen. And I will be happy for them if they ascend past this but until such a time my opinion stands as i have said
0: and i've got to be um and, and to to be honest uh to say to use history as like other like past teams as a as an excuse to say that this, this team is going to fail is low key lazy analysis because because these are completely different teams than past and uh, than past Packers teams. Mm-hmm. They are. This is a different team than uh than the twenty the 2019 Packers. They're better. And honestly, I think this team is much better than, especially on the in the secondary, than last year's Packers team. Especially since they used that their number one pick on Eric Stokes, a cornerback. He's been a big dis- difference maker for them. And they have Jair Ale- Alexander back. So they, this team does have a good chance to make it and win. Um, all right. Robert Shelley said, just can never make the Super Bowl. Cowboys have more of a damn chance to to make it than them.
1: No, they don't. They can't so even make it to an
2: NFC championship game. Uh, I do not believe the Cowboys have a better chance than the Green Bay Packers. This is just, it's not my opinion. This is fact. This is factually correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm
0: not sure about that one. All right. Now, the team that can stay off the COVID list wins. That was secret weapon consulting.
2: That's fair. Yeah, yeah and you know what? That's very wise analysis, I would say. Uh, unless c- unless
0: they just don't place their best players on the COVID list. Yeah. Because oh,
2: can you imagine if it's the Super Bowl and both starting quarterbacks get COVID, the league would not allow that. They would the league would either reschedule it or put it under the rug, but you know it's just about it's literally COVID is just luck, and I'm sure some of you have heard out in the news world that the PCR tests are aren't being used as much because it can't differentiate between the Omicron variant and the common cold. So yeah, and the NFL mostly uses PCR tests. So yeah, do what so yeah, it's, COVID tests are literally luck. It's like, will you test positive? Will you not? Because remember, you can have it and not even know it. So it literally just comes – it quite literally comes down to who can literally stay healthy.
0: That's right. All right, so that's all our responses. So, guys, any other thoughts before we before we uh, end the show tonight?
1: Um, Michael Gallup is out for the season for the Cowboys, but they still have Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, so I still trust that they'll be fine. And, you know. T sucks is going back to the is coming back to watch uh the Ravens game versus the Steelers at M&T Bank Stadium, so I'm I'm excited about that.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, I forgot I forgot to mention that Michael Gallup did get hurt, and honestly, I yeah, I agree yeah. with you there. They C D Lamb and Amari Cooper are going to be just enough to make a deep run in the postseason if their coaching doesn't screw it up.
2: Yep. Um, and that's quite right.
0: Terrell songs, very classy move, showing up for Ben Roethlisberger's final game, possibly his final game. What if they make the postseason?
2: Uh, I hope not.
0: And we get to see, just like Peyton Manning, watch him ride off into the sunset. Imagine if he wins a Super Bowl.
2: No, I ref- it's not that I can't picture it, so that I refuse to.
0: All right. All right, well, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify, Spreaker, and Google Podcast. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Over and out.